A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode number 38 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. I think that's the number. You would think it with Nolan Reynolds. That's right. Welcome all. It's it's interesting. That Is you it episode thirty-eight? Up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we'll find and out. Father, we don't Sean's actually not here know. anyway, so because Father Sean's not here, and we have a special guest with us, Tom Young, the first, hailing from Nashville, Tennessee. Tom, how the hell are you? Oh man, I. Uh... I'm doing pretty good, guys. It's it's a sunny day in Nashville, mid eighties. I'm sure we'll have a flash thunderstorm at some point today. <laughs> so I'll make sure to pack my umbrella and rain jacket if I go out. But other than that, I'm doing do really you, well. Do you always have a rain jacket on you? You should. Did you know that Nashville gets more uh, precipitation uh, yearly than Seattle? Really? What? Yeah. Yes, Prove it. it's because they get <laughs> Google. Uh, we get all these flash thunderstorms, and it comes down like it's coming out of a fire hose for like fifteen to 20, thirty minutes, and then Seattle's like a slow drizzle all day. That sounds like a savage trivia question right there. That's a yeah. savage trivia question. You should submit that to HQ, and it'll be question twelve, and then we'll win eight dollars each. Yes, HQ. HQ does that stand for headquarters? It does. We, H- am I submitting H- it to headquarters? HQ is dead. Long live HQ. Did you ever play HQ, Tom? Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Actually, I did play HQ one time with my friends, and we were about to go into like a bar for somebody's birthday, and it was like this question about the Marines, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's this answer. It's definitely this answer, and it was wrong, <laughs> and they all got so mad at me, and my friend Matt goes, Tom, the first rule of trivia is don't say it unless you know it. And I never that's played. The, that's <laughs> I remember that. Megan's mom, we played it once all together. And it was like, how many miles is the, the Daytona 500? And then she was like, oh, it's definitely 500. I'm like, ah, that seems a little obvious. But you are very adamant that it's 500. It was 250. And we were wrong. Yeah. I was pissed. Wait, yeah. so where does the 500 come in? I don't know. It's a like times it two fifty by two or something. I don't know. NASCAR's not like, a sport. Can we yeah, all? Like, <laughs> I don't care. Well, I, you know, I'm from it. the birthplace of NASCAR, Winston Salem, North Carolina. You don't, please, please tell me, Tom, that you don't like NASCAR. No, I don't. I don't at all. Have you ever been to the Winston well, Cup? We used to go. <laughs> you just said. We used to go to this quarter-mile track called Bowman Gray Stadium when we were growing up, um, which was like one of the original tracks back in the day when it was tiny. And we would go, and it's the most redneck thing that I've ever been a part of. But my dad loved it. My dad's from Ramsey, Bergen County, New Jersey, and he loves like he loved going. And so we would go and watch it but i've never been to an actual nascar race i hear the parties it's like a huge party though that's what i'm told i would go once to check it out really yeah 
I don't know. How much would you spend money on a ticket, or if someone was no. like, hey, I gotta... No, if someone was like, you want to come with me to NASCAR, oh, it's my treat, I'd be like, yeah, I'd check that out. I, I still don't know if I would. Really? I, I just, I don't understand it. I like to think I understand most things. I don't understand but it NASCAR either. NASCAR or something. I don't, I'm not even like a car person. Like, I just like, you know, I'm not like, like cars doesn't get, don't get me excited, like. But I think I'd go if someone offered me free just to like check out the atmosphere and just see what it's all about. What what if someone I've said, gone... "Hey, I'll give you I'll give you as much money as the driver of, or the other drivers in this race if you get in the car and drive." <laughs> <laughs> I surely I would die. So I don't yeah, think absolutely. I would <laughs> I would I would hit something and I've seen Talladega Nights. The car would explode. Yeah, you'd, and you'd see me off running around in my underwear. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what what kind of car would you be in? Like, could you pick one or you'd have to be in like your own car? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what if that was the rule? It was like, okay, you have to race, but you can't get in one of the NASCAR cars because they're way too expensive and we don't care about you that Yeah, you have, you have to drive your own car. Your Chevy and Paul. Yeah, you drive your own car. I think I would do that because I feel like I, w- I couldn't go fast enough, and they would be pros that they would avoid me in my Subaru. But seriously, if someone asked you to do that for, like, just five laps with the other cars, which would be, like, five miles, I guess, because it's a mile-long track, would you do that? Like- well, I, here's, a, here's a question. Is it automatic or manual? It could be your car. It could be your Subaru. You'd be, you'd be like, topping out at 110 in your Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure my wheels would fall off. I'd yeah, you'd slide down the bank rail for sure, the bank track for sure. But I, I trust Subaru enough that I would do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't have that kind of trust for Kia. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have a Kia? I do. Do you have any takers on your uh, – Tom's trying to sell his truck. you have any takers on that yet, Tom? I have a lot of, lot of nibbles. No one's biting. <laughs> Just a whole bunch a of, lot of pl- A lot of playboys think they want a truck. They're like, yeah, man, what that truck looks awesome. But will you take this, like, much. this much for it? I'm like, no, I won't do that. Just hang on to it till you get that right bite. So the uh, background, Tom, Tom Young is Catholic worship leader, handsome man, overall good guy. Is that a good, good way to describe you, Tom? Yes, I was once introduced to an entire Steubenville, uh, Atlanta audience as, this is Tom Young. He's a tall drink of water from North Carolina. <laughs> that, was from, that was from our friend Ike, right? Yes. Friend and of so podcast. people I, just I tagged me on Instagram with, as a tall glass of water. Tall drink so of you've, water. Done, you've done some Steubenvilles with Ike. You've done a bunch of Catholic heart work camps, right? Mm-hmm. And then just yes. kind of random, random gigs around the country, such as the your worship life. Wor- so, just, such as what? <laughs> such as the life of a worship leader. Random. That's random. But, and then you are <laughs> also a. What's I'm what you say? No, no. I'm also uh, a realtor, a national real estate agent. So if you and, need, uh, if you're looking for someone to help you buy or sell, give me a call. There you go, oh, Tom Young, and we introduced Tom Young in rooms. Nolan is Tom Young. How the hell are you? Yeah, I noticed that. Yes. I that's, <laughs> this 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 would be the third time I'm hearing that phrase. Uh, so <laughs> just, uh, 
I just I, think it's so funny. Well, I, I used to be smoking hot Tom Young, and I like Tom Young. How the hell are you? A lot better. Tom Young, how the hell are you? Oh, so, yeah. Tom, another more background. I just could tell the whole origin story. So, Ike and I, Ike and I were going to a John Foreman concert. Yes. Who is the lead singer of Switchfoot? And we're waiting online, and then Ike goes, "Oh man, it's Tom Young." And then Tom turned around and said, "How the hell are you?" I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. Uh huh. But then Ike and Tom knew each other. They start reconnecting. This was like maybe three weeks after Ike and I moved to Nashville. And then I start talking baseball. It's the same year as the Mets making the World Series yeah, run. That's right. Tom and I connect on baseball. We become friends, start playing wiffle ball with each other. <laughs> Fast forward from to last July, Tom sold me a house. How about that? Wow. How about it? So you my really good realtor. The first house, house I ever bought was the first house Tom ever sold. That's and we true. will always have that. We will. No one could ever take that away from us, Tom. Not even a, a my spouse and your future spouse. That's Not a match made on earth if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Right? So Tom and I lived together in that house for like two months and then he got engaged. Wait, he sold he sold you a house that he was gonna live in too? Yeah, yeah it was from the get it was a temporary placement because him and his now wife were getting serious oh okay so it wasn't like oh, i'm gonna live with you forever like my current roommate he's gonna he's gonna live with me until i have to kick him out no he's gonna live with you even when you're married and in another house and when i'm married and, yeah <laughs> he would if i if i offered it to him he'd say yes 100 percent. right tom I think so. He as long as coffee was yes. included. If the Keurig if is there, he'd be there. If, if the Keurig is still there, he would stay. Yeah. But yeah, Tom lived with me for a couple months in that house. And then he uh, last, wow, it's almost a month. Yeah, is that weird? Tom got married. And that was the wedding that I yelled at someone. Oh, we heard that story. Yeah. I didn't know about it until after the wedding. I was just in marital bliss yeah my, my i was in wedding day bliss little did i know there were <clears throat> yeah that's that's their, how you know it's real codes. that's how you know it's real or something like that wouldn't even phase you yeah i, know. I wish i knew because i, so I kind of would have wanted i would have wanted to throw him out i want to kick him out of my i'm, I'm so glad you did it though i would have felt <laughs> i would have felt like the scum of the earth oh man <laughs> Well, anyway, <laughs> everyone got along just fine. So yeah, it was all it's all fine. Um, Tom Young also diehard Cleveland Indians fan. Go Tribe. Go Tribe. I respect the Indians. I don't have I don't have any problems with the Indians. Thank you. It's because we do things the right way. We we bring them up for the Yankees to. Uh, to snatch up after their rookie contracts are up. So oh, any Yankees, Yankees, Red Sox, or like the fans out there, you're welcome for all of our your greatest players. Oh, that's a sad, sorry existence. Ugh. I'm going to a Mets game tonight. I'm going to wear my Tebow shirt. Do it. As you should. He might be one of the best players in the Mets organization right now. <laughs> that's it, it, He's got, what, 12 home runs, but he's batting like 206. I think Jose Batista and him would put up similar lines for, at, at, for their. Uh, probably. If, if they played the rest of the season, 
I don't think Jose Batista's numbers would be that much better than Tim Tebow's. I actually, I would agree with that. However, <laughs> Batista's first at bat yesterday, a double. I know. But I, I would, that. That's actually, that's a great prop bet. But there, there's really no way of, I don't think Tebow will ever get called up. No, he's, he no. will be up. If the Mets actually, are out of it, back. he'll be up, but in September. Or August. Yeah, that's true. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, that would be so weird. That would be crazy. Well, Nolan, what's new with you? Um, nothing much, man. Just winding down the year at school and getting excited about um, the summer and some good weather finally. Um, I do need to say this, just for the record. Father Sean is legit at a priest conference today. Yeah, he's... He's legitimately at a priest conference. And I, I know that's, this. That's a running joke of the podcast. Because without being prompted, another priest friend of mine who is way above lying about being at a priest conference told me he was going to a priest conference. <laughs> so we're so saying we, 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 we can actually Tom, take Father Sean at his word. He, I, That's the best excuse for a priest is to say where well why couldn't you come to my birthday party oh i had a priest conference, uh, priest conference. Good question. obviously what do you guys talk about i can't tell you what are you a priest i can't tell you yeah i could tell you but then i'll have to excommunicate you um so before we started we were talking about the movie pass and that's been a thing on the podcast before and i finally got my movie pass but there's a story to it and it's kind of long but I don't care. I'm going to tell it anyway. Do tell because we have a special guest, Tom. I haven't seen Tom since he went on his honeymoon. But we'll get all we'll get all to that later because that's all interesting stuff. Um, so I went to Canada this past weekend for a show with my boss, and like a month ago, I sent out an email to the whole band, like, "Hey, make sure your passports are up to date. Make sure everything's good." And no one responds, me assuming that everything's good. So I see in my head where my passport is. So I don't go to really get it out or look for it or anything. And then I do go to look for it. Yeah, first mistake. Then I do go to look for it, and it's not there. So I start slightly panicking. And then I'm like, wait, no, it's definitely at my parents' house in New York. So I call my mom, and she's like, all right, I'll look for it. Uh, and then she looks for it, can't find it. So I'm like, all right, we give it a day. And then I'm going to like, maybe it's in a bunch of boxes from the house that I moved in. Can't find any boxes. So I call my mom back and I'm like, check here, check here, check here, check here, check here. Nowhere to be found. So I now have to expedite my passport because it's like 12 days from the trip. So I'm like, all right, if you go through the government, it takes three weeks. So I have to go through a third party to get a passport, which sounds sketchy, but is actually kind of legitimate. So I go through passportcenter.com and then they like, you pay them a whole bunch of money and then uh, they send you a packet of information. You fill out the information, send it back to them. Well, you have to go to the post office to prove that it's you send it back to them. Yada, yada, yada. Passports, I'm leaving on the 19th. It's supposed to come on the 17th. So I'm like, all right, perfect. I get it just in time. Just in case I call on the Wednesday, the 16th. And they say, oh, we're going to ship it out on the 18th. 
And I was like, okay, does that mean it'll come to me on the 19th? And they said, oh, well, no, it's going to come to you on Monday. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help because I'm going to be in Canada on Monday. So now I'm like getting really stressed out that this stupid passport is not going to come. And I have to go through this whole process for them to get me a Saturday shipping label. So this is all happening Wednesday. And I say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to use my movie pass for the first time. So I go, I check into the theater. I go to H&M to buy some shorts. An hour goes by. I go to claim my ticket. You have to claim it within the first half hour. And now it's 3.20, and the movie's starting at 3.20. So, yeah, but at least you have some good H&M I, shorts. So. I have now, no, not even. I had to buy pants to cut them into shorts. Oh, jeez. And then I have to call support. 25 minutes go by in this first 10 minutes of the movie. I want to get Tapatio chicken for dinner. They run out of chicken. All that to say, it was a this tough a Wednesday nightmare. last week. This is a total nightmare. It was, it, it was a total nightmare. I was like, the passport didn't work. The movie pass didn't work. There were no shorts at H&M, and I just wanted some damn chicken. I feel like this story ends and in like was, you're just yelling at the sky, Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> No, I was just defeated. I like was sitting on the floor of Opry Mills, just looking like, what is happening right now? But then guess what? Went to Canada, came back. I'm home. Beautiful weather. Going to my game tonight. All is well with the world. Did you have bacon in Canada? No, but I did have Tim Hortons coffee, which is like mm. their Duncan. It's quality stuff. Have you been to Canada, Tom? No, but I've been <clears throat> to Detroit in a hotel that overlooked the, uh, the river that separates Detroit and Canada. And so I've seen Canada physically. It looked looked kind of like uh, America. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just like America. With yeah. kilometers. With oh, kilometers. I could see I could get around in kilometers because I was a runner. And so the kilometer thing doesn't trip me up too much. You just can't be in a car. That's true. I can't I can't I can't calculate that fast. How many kilometers is the Daytona 500? How many miles did you say it was? I said how many kilometers is the Daytona 500? Oh, the 500 would be, um, oh, no. You got me on that one. It would be like, it'd be like 8K, basically. Come up with an answer by the time we, we, we get back. It'd be an 8K. Yeah. What, how, what's the farthest you've ever run, Tom? Like just one. Oh, not. I mean, probably like seventeen miles. We just didn't do like because I was like more of a track runner, so we didn't have to do. I mean, I ran cross country, but I, I, I didn't like it, so I never did more than I had to do. Seventeen, 17. miles is a lot. It is a lot. I don't. Wow. I don't think I've ever run more than five. Three. I don't, I don't like running three. I no, can't I tell you the last time I went for a run. Just to be like, I'm going to go for a run today. It's a nice day out there. I don't like, trust people to say really? that. Sweat it out. Oh, God, I hate it. Yeah, it's the worst. I like I to stay it. stationary. Yeah, I did it for like the competition, stay. not for the joy, the, 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 the pure joy that is like running in the sweltering 90-degree North Carolina humidity. Like the people that like fun. The people that get enjoyment out of that, like – for me, that experience is like on the couch in the air conditioning. Right. Like I'm like, yes, yes. Just like 
just feels just right. Catch, catch a, a witty line from The Office on Netflix, and you're just like, this is the best. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you might have like Oreos and uh, Oreos and peanut butter or something. That that was the feeling I was hoping to get from the movie pass, but uh, first time failed. So you're so trying I to get tomorrow pass. at the event. I ordered a movie pass today because oh. they got me with their Instagram, their Instagram uh, sponsored ad. So it'll be like ten days till you get it. Yeah, yeah. But your backyard is literally a movie theater. I can I can hit a golf ball there with a with a pitching wedge. Yeah. How, much, how, how much does a movie pass cost? <laughs> Ten, Ten bucks, bucks a month. Hmm. Tomorrow, if I see Avengers, will be three movies for me in the month of May. Well worth it. Well, obviously, well clearly. Fact. I'm going a little. I'm getting a little crazy. It's gonna it's gonna die down eventually, but. So, Tom, you now live in a beautiful apartment complex in Bellevue, Tennessee. Or is, 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 is it Nashville? It's technically, it's technically Nashville, yes, but it's like the town of Bellevue. So but it's a Nashville you, address. Do you, yeah. do you utilize like your gym and stuff at the apartment? The gym's amazing. It's actually the nicest apartment gym I've ever seen. And the pool, incredible. We're doing Sunday pool parties every Sunday this summer, um, which obviously you and Megan will be attending whenever yes. you're in town in my um, h&m short shorts yeah exactly actually i got h&m bathing suits jenna got h&m bathing suits for me for the honeymoon so I'll i be have a h&m uh, bathing suit that i got from uh, a thrift store but it still had the tag on it so i thought it was safe yeah I, uh, but yeah it's great and then the the i don't work out fine. as much as i used to because so for those of you who don't know i used to run uh, competitively and I, I worked out a lot um, and so now I hate working out I hate it and even yeah. though I have an incredible gym within 200 yards of me I can't seem to bring myself to lift a weight yeah I'm with you brother <laughs> yeah me neither well yeah we're gonna we're gonna pause here and then come okay. back for a second segment Okay. And we are back with the second segment. Little podcast secret for you, Tom. We're keeping this thing rolling. We don't actually stop. Oh my gosh. So we do this thing. We just scandalize um, them, dude. I know. Nothing. I'll never, look at, I'll never look at podcasts the same way again. The mystery is gone. Nothing. Yeah. That's just us, and we just told our secrets. Pull back, dozen pulling back the curtain. Pulling back the curtain. So um, we do this thing, Tom, with my brother called Where's the Homily? So we okay. say these things, and he comes up with homilies for them. Like now, you're not a priest. story or something. Yeah, usually, like, I would say the movie past story and he would come up with a homily there probably like salvation oh, okay. or something like that right but obviously you're not a priest so because you just got married but you are a singer songwriter right and you are also a very creative lyricist okay i think i know so, where this is headed i think we should do a segment that we will now call where's the song okay so nolan 
can you think of a scenario or a thing or something for Tom to write a quick jingle to? Yes. I got a good one based on previous conversations. Father Sean was in the bathroom at a youth conference and my two-year-old and five-year-old joined me at said conference. And when they, uh, we happened to run into Father Sean in the bathroom when we were leaving, my two-year-old demanded to know if he was going number one or number two. <laughs> Where's the song? Where's the song? Tom Young, right? A quick jingle. <clears throat> there is a priest on a throne. <laughs> the Lord on his throne. To kids, the children of God, they want to know. They said, what are you going to do? Daddy, tell me, was it number one or number two? I need to know <laughs> what the priest was doing on that throne. expectations. Far exceeded. Oh, my God. What can I say? It's the natural air. Do natural another. Air do that... another. <laughs> I think of another one. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, what about what about when someone tries to get a passport and it's late, and then they try <laughs> to use the movie pass and that doesn't work, and all they want is some damn tapatio chicken, and they ran out of chicken. Tom Young, where's the song? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Next week we're headed out of our homeland. Make sure you've got your passports in your right hand. Wait a minute, I can't find mine, don't know where it's gone. I think I'm gonna have to sing along with this movie I'm gonna go see here today. Doesn't seem like anything's going my way. Cause my movie pass won't work. And the guy that worked there's a jerk. Can I just get some chicken to end the day? That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, this is the best. This might be the best thing that this podcast has ever done. It's absolutely the best segment we've ever had. I wish that this I could get paid segment. like a lot of money to just sit on podcasts and make up songs. Oh my! I just make up. There's, there's, there has to be a career, Tom, that you just write jingles. Just I, like I'm the guy that you call up. I don't want to. I don't want to speak in hyperbole, but we're having a moment right now. Like this, <laughs> like, this is a moment. This is a moment. <laughs> What's funny like, is that you guys are laughing about this, but Jenna's sitting on the couch, and she's like. She hasn't even like batted an eyelash or anything. Like she's just like, <laughs> this is her life every day. Because you're right. She's you're totally unamused and unaffected by this. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, and, <laughs> that is so good. Oh, man. But Tom's music, like, Tom's real music is actually really good too. Tom, Tom Young Music, at Tom Young Music, right? TomYoung.music on Instagram and TomYoungMusic.net. So are you working on anything new? Yes, I just booked a bunch of dates for September through December with Project 177. 
Um, and then I'll be working on some some new songs in the studio leading up to that. That's awesome. So yeah. the, the are you allowed to announce the tour you're on yet? Yeah, it's called Project One Seven Seven. That's what it's called. It's like a oh. basically like an XLT thing. So it'll be um, obviously doing weekend runs, so like four or five day runs. Um, we'll be all over. So we'll be in Michigan, Ohio, Missouri, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, New York. I'll be in Manhattan for a show. There you go. Yeah. My brother and Nolan could come. Where are you yeah. playing in Manhattan? I don't know the venue. They just sent me the the cities. So I know I have one in Manhattan and then another one in I think it might be on Long Island. I'm not sure. But And what time is what time of the year is this? This is over, over the summer? This would be New York is in November. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good stuff. So, Man, I'm yeah. I'm jealous if I don't get to, if there's one in Nashville, I'm gonna come. Yeah, it's July like thirteenth or something. It's I mean, in July? Not July. What was I talking about? It's September 13th, I think. Um, I might actually be around for that. That could be great. Wow. How about that? That would be lovely. It would be lovely. I, uh, I've seen Tom. I've seen you play live before at the you have, you uh, San Gennaro Fest at the Cathedral. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I forgot you and I came to that one at we, uh, the Well Coffee House way back in the day. And the Well, yeah. See, I, I feel like we got to do one more before we move on. Agreed. Okay, I got it. <clears throat> you, you have one, Nolan? No, I don't. Go for it. Okay, so this is going to lead us into our next segment. But Tom Young, recently married. Mm. That's it. You, you see a, lot a of song red, about a red, A lot of red tape in that one. I can't touch <laughs> this podcast. You say that knowing that his wife is sitting right in front of him. <laughs> his wife is sitting right there. Tom, you, this one's got to be a shoe in You must have sung Jenna songs leading up to the wedding. Okay, here we go. Here she comes walking down the aisle. I've been waiting to see this smile for a while. She wearing a white dress. I thought maybe it would be blue, but I guess she's just sticking with the traditional deuce. I'll say I do. We get to the reception. I heard there was a fight, but nothing's gonna ruin our very special night. <laughs> so we went to Dominican Republic on a honeymoon flight. I did some special things, we did some special things, boy, it felt all right. I don't know if you can play that on your show, but I can't lie, man, I'm never going to lie, that happened to you, you know. That's all I got for you. <laughs> wow. There's the song, and we'll be right back. <laughs> So now, Tom, we wanted to, well, this also may be red tape, but we're trying to think of like a topic. We always kind of split up the podcast and do something Catholic related for like our final few minutes. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think it's just cool to hear a perspective of a newly married Catholic couple. 
Mm. Like, how does that, like what, I guess the, the process leading up to being married in the church to being married and now like living out the first month as a married Catholic couple, like, what is that? What is that process like? Yeah. And then we'll have a perspective from Nolan who's been married for how long? Going on 10 years. Going on 10 years. And then me working on it, which will be sooner rather than later, I'm sure. Yeah. So all right. we have Sounds all good. different perspectives. So Tom Young, newly married. Tell us the Catholic timeline of your marriage. Well, um, <clears throat> of course we didn't date. I was uh, I was courting her because, you know. <laughs> 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 so our courtship truly began. We actually met on Bumble. Well, like, didn't it? Go ahead. I'll say you met on Bumble, but wasn't like I remember the one of the first conversations. Wait, what is Bumble? You were like, oh man, you have been. It's a dating app. (laughs) (laughs) See, not not only not only have I been married for almost ten years, but I've been with my wife for like almost double that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we've been together since high school. So I never had to deal with dating apps. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Well, I'm batting a 1,000 on dating apps. So I didn't really. <laughs> I, didn't really I, I, I was with you. I never really needed it. But I was like. Like, like when, you, when you hear somebody say, like, dating apps, those don't work. You're like, oh, it works. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no, I, think, I think what you experienced, sir, was user error. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's happened to a lot of people. So, but like one of the first conversations, I think on your first date or second date, you you said like you guys were talking about religion, and then you said, "I know this might be kind of weird, oh, yeah. but I'm Catholic." And then she was like, "No way, I'm Catholic too." Yeah, and I just literally threw my hand up in the air in the middle of twelve South Nashville. I was like, "Yes," and she thought I, I was you kidding. Kick- for like, <laughs> she thought I was kidding. She didn't believe me. That you were Catholic, or you were that excited? Yeah. She Could like, you imagine no one of you was being actually like really sarcastic and like facetious about the whole yeah, thing, like, been, Catholic thing? I, I probably would have punched her in the, in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Tommy all got arrested. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the other natural of my life. Just natural just, Catholic worship leader slash for, for the record. <laughs> for the record, the, the, the Untitled Catholic podcast condones a lot of things, but we do not condone violence, especially towards <laughs> women and spouses. Just want to clear yeah. from now on. She's tall though. She's like she's like five, ten and a half tall. She can she, she can, can handle herself. You. Yeah, she can she take, can take it. it. Yeah, you say that knowing that she would destroy you, right? <laughs> we we like fake fight all the time like we'll like i'll like throw my like throw hands like around her face and then she just like smacks me she just like and i'm like no, no the game isn't you're not supposed to hate each other and she's like mm, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha so then yeah. she says she's catholic where does it go from there um yeah so i basically like found like, one another with catholic and uh which was great because in nashville it's hard to find um, normal, attractive, fun, loving, single Catholics. Um, so <clears throat> we, we were, I think both excited about that. She was a little jaded from 
past experiences. She dated a little more than than I did, just casually. So I I was uh, kind of um, I was like more excited. I think she was more like, okay, how's this? How's this guy gonna let me down like all the other ones? So she was a little more guarded and all that. But uh, we had, you know, some a lot of good conversation and um, obviously any relationship requires a lot of work, but um, I think we were both at a point in our life where we really weren't scared of any kind of, you know, hard conversations or important conversations. So I felt like we were able to get a lot of things out on the table pretty quickly. And, and I think that kind of helped things accelerate a little bit of a faster rate than maybe other relationships um, we had been in or maybe just relationships when we were younger things like that. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of the start of it. And then obviously just getting to know each other and getting to know where, what our, one another came from and kind of our background. She's from Michigan. So, you know, we went up and I got to meet her family and all our friends up there. Um, and so, you know, basically we're just doing the dating thing, but probably, I think for both of us knowing that like, okay, we're not really dating just a date here. So we're having, you know, important conversations and uh, <clears throat> going through the necessary, you know, steps to kind of really get to know somebody. I think, and that's, that's, that's kind of the, not necessarily just Catholic, but that's the Christian perspective mm-hmm. where you're like going on dates to discern if you're going to marry this person, not to just say you're a girlfriend so you could post it on Facebook. Right. Absolutely. Courtship is not crazy. Courtship is not crazy. And then, like, the whole, when did you guys start going to, like, mass and stuff together? Pretty quickly? or question. Actually, I would say relatively quickly. Probably within the first, I'd say we probably went, to mass together for the first time within the first couple months. Well, so I was gone for like two weeks on a, like a run for music. And then when I got back, she was gone for a week on like a trip out West. So we basically like kind of dated the first month long distance. And then probably within the month that she, we both were back in town, we probably went to church together. Was that a big deal? I think it was good to see. I mean, like, um, I don't know if it was a big deal as much as it was just kind of like nice to be able to share that with somebody. Cause like I dated previously girls who were not Catholic. Um, in fact, probably the last couple, three girls I had dated were not Catholic. And so it was the first time I could really share that with somebody in a while, which was really nice. And then you guys get engaged the day after Icondolo's wedding. Yes, we got engaged on New Year's Eve day at the Grand Canyon. That's epic. And then pictures to prove it. You pictures to prove it. Yeah, really, just a giant green screen. That's what I look like to you. Anyway, so what was what exactly? What was the um, pre-caner process like? Because you both aren't <laughs> from Nashville. Yeah, so we uh, like you're going to your home parish priest or anything like that yeah it was. But i guess you I had it did you have a relationship with the priest no we sick? didn't and I, i'm honest with you that was probably not my i probably i didn't like that very much like 
Jeanette, there was a priest, a younger priest at the parish we attend and are members at. And um, she just kind of, I mean, she's had kind of a good feeling about him and, and like had been to confession before and, you know, been to mass with him and she really likes him. But I didn't know him at all. I'd never met him. And uh, there are some other priests, uh, one in town, one locally, and then one uh, back from North Carolina that I have good relationships with that kind of would have probably preferred them to do it, but it was just one of those things where it's like, I think for her, it made her feel a little more comfortable with, I don't know, just kind of going through that process with this priest. So we went with that um, priest and it was fine, but he was new. It's like only the second like uh, wedding he'd ever done. So um, yeah. So like the pre-chain process fooled me. Yeah. So the, the, but like the pre-can process, I would say for me, and I can only speak from my subjective experience. This is probably different with, it, it's probably a priest by priest basis, but not really like, I mean, the quote unquote, like, you know, counseling, I guess is what you'd call it. It was not very extensive. Um, like you kind of have to go through a book together, but you're not like there's really nothing practical about like what we talked about mm-hmm. at any point in time in the pre canon process. So that was probably the one thing that I would say throughout the whole process was a little bit of a, a bummer was just not really feeling like we were, you know, I mean, we, we probably like, you know, could have gone independently to like, you know, marriage and family therapist or counselor just to kind of get something a little more, in depth, but um, basically met like four times and went over this book. And was it? Was did that. you feel like they 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 were more like explaining to you guys like the theology of marriage? And yeah, that's probably true. Yes, it, it was. And I think for me, that was just kind of like old news. And I can see how like for a lot of couples who, because I know there are a lot of couples who are just like quote unquote Catholic and they're going through the motions. They don't really know. Right. They're they're a lot of that. Um, their mom's making them getting married in the church. Yeah, exactly. And we even went like, we did a retreat weekend and it was the same thing. Like we would do break into small groups and we'd be going over this very basic stuff. And you realize in these groups that you're like, Hey, not everyone's Catholic. Like someone's spouse is like, they're getting married in the church, but you know, they don't really know anything about Catholic church or it's like people who aren't really practicing and they just are going through the motions kind of thing. But to your point though, like I mean, it might, like the practical stuff speaks that can speak to everybody. And so right. like why I agree, like our church has an awesome, beautiful teaching on marriage and understanding marriage as a sacrament and all that, which, you know, unfortunately the average Catholic doesn't is it's, it's, it's a real teachable moment. But that being said, like maybe, it, maybe they should include that some more practical stuff, meet people where they're at, speak to them. And then, once they're understanding of the that, and once they're on board with that, um, and you speak to them in that way, when you bring the, the theology into it, it might have a little more weight. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm in total agreement with you. I guess my feeling is, is um, you know, you can you can teach people theology all day, but if they're not right for each other, like, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? And, and right. I feel like that, that process is probably more meant to, 
I feel like on the from the church's perspective, it's probably their duty not only to educate on theology, but also to do their due diligence and make sure that they're marrying couples that should be married in the first place. Right. So um, that I would say from my perspective, that's probably lacking a little bit. So now that you are married, what is the perspective? Like, obviously, hoping to have kids and and uh, raising them in the church and just kind of that. Like, are you are you guys already thinking about that whole process yeah. now? And working that's a good on a, question. Uh, I, so another thing, <clears throat> I. Um, my whole community basically in Nashville is like, you know, Protestant more or less. Um, and so as I guess for me, like we, we are members and we attend uh, this church, St. Henry's church um, regularly, but I like to still go to this other church um, like once a month or so, just because like my friends all go there and like my community, people who I really actually kind of do life with go to church there. So I think that that has been a real blessing to me and my, not just like my time in Nashville, but just as like a, a Christian and as a Catholic, because I think so, uh, something that I feel like in my experience, the church sometimes doesn't, the community outreach and kind of like the community aspect isn't maybe as strong Um as and that's not everywhere but I, I feel like for me i really like being able to it's kind of like almost like going to like adult youth group when i go to like this church if that makes sense so it's like you go to yeah. mass like and then you kind of go and you're able to it's a little more laid back obviously and it's more of like you're getting kind of like a keynote but um i think for us like I would totally be open to, and I think I pro we probably will do that with our kids too. Like, you know, we'll go to mass every week, but we'll probably go to like this other church once a month. Um, I think for two reasons. One, because I think it's just healthy in general. Uh, but two, I also think, I think it helps with perspective a little bit because I know growing up like in the South, like people think that Catholics are like, crazy they're going to hell or something because like their preacher told them that and and like not like vice versa but like you do hear you know that no one's innocent of of that stuff or, or no church i guess is innocent completely of, of that stuff and it's probably more in the home but i think i'd like for my kids to kind of have like a perspective on like okay like we're pretty much talking about the same things here obviously there's some some differences some key differences but like i can still walk a journey like a faith journey with you and life with you like mm -hmm. you know we're, it doesn't matter if we don't go to the same church or like so i don't know i just feel like i just feel like it kind of be it i would like for my kids to kind of have that perspective i feel like i think that's awesome Amen. especially too like if you're if you're saying and i think i mean we've talked about it before but we have like a similar situation where a lot of my friends go to one church right and where like they're they're all going to the belonging. When right. are your friends going to Church of the City? They go to Midtown Fellowship. Midtown, okay. So yeah. even it's like in 
your kids will be coming up theoretically with these people and their kids and all that right, kind of stuff. Right. So it's like, but it's also good. And I, I think it's healthy to see another perspective if we're receiving the sacraments, but we could go to a belonging or a midtown or whatever it is and get something that we wouldn't get from mass. And whether that's the praise and worship or just a keynote speaker or whatever it is, I think it's good. I love that. Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. Um, Nolan, because we're going to wrap up here. Mm -hmm. Do you have any wise words of advice for newly married Tom Young? Tall drink of water, Tom Young. You know what? I mean, I probably don't have anything that he probably hasn't heard before and, um, and probably can't kind of figure out on himself. Uh, but I mean... I'll just say that, like, again, like, I just, like, appreciate that you guys said that you were able to have deep conversations right away, um, and and you were open to that, um, because it's those kinds of deep conversations that um, will get you through um, anything. Um, it's, you know, I'm sure you've heard ad nauseum that communication is key, and, and it's not like a rocket scientist's, uh, you know, wisdom to uh, to share that, but... Um, you know, there, there's so much truth to that. Um, share everything with your wife and, um, for anyone listening out there, um, be, uh, be open and, and make sure you take time, um, every single day, even if it's just for a few minutes, if don't ever be, uh, completely like two ships passing in the night, you know, I know that's like some people's schedules, but make sure you always find that even if it's just five minutes to sit on the couch and just chat and just talk about the day. That's, that's my advice. That's great. Talk about the day as well as the Indians. <laughs> right. Indians. So you heard it here first. Keep open communication. If none of this sounds appealing, then call Father Sean and he could point you in uh, where to enter the seminary or what uh, order of none you should be. So, boom. Just as long as he's not at a priest conference. Right. As if he's not a priest, he he won't answer. But if you text him saying that you want to become a priest or a nun, he will leave the priest conference. I promise. Probably. So, Tom, I don't know if and and it's okay if you haven't, but we do this podcast, so I'm not sure if you know what we usually end the podcast with. But we call it the final question. Okay. So, it's usually something tough that like it's okay to think about, but kind of slowly answer. Um, it's a challenge, but it's. Like, it's up to it's up to the, a timer usually, um, which okay. I think Nolan Nolan's keeping the time today. So Nolan, you're gonna have to cut it off when it's time. Okay, fair enough. But I it, in, it's interesting in talking about um, Catholic relationships and uh, just overall Christian relationships. And this is a conversation I've had with people. But um, most Catholics perform natural family planning and. Uh, other denominations don't necessarily understand um, this idea of con not using contraception within marriage. Um, so if one of your friends asks you that, Tom, uh, what would your answer be? Well, I've had this conversation quite a few times. Oh, man. Oh, man. Tom, you just got saved by the bell, the final amen. We're going to have to bring you back and talk about this controversial topic another time. 
So what you do is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Yeah, that's a so, good man, that. It's the, the people, the people, they, they just keep coming back because they want to know the answer to these final questions. We might have to have a show one day, Nolan, where we answer all the final we're questions. Answer all the final I'll questions. sing it next time, though. I'll sing the answer. <laughs> sing the answer. Um, all right, I think we have to end with Tom singing a song about his experience on the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Opened up my computer screen and what do I see? I see a man named Justin Magaldi. He's got his first communion poster hanging <laughs> over his head. And in the bottom left corner, I see his bed. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that summed it up pretty perfectly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what everyone's missing. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Oh, Tom, you really know how to ruffle my feathers, but that's not, I bet you don't, you really know how to tickle my, uh, Fancy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're tickle to your ivories. You I think tickle you're my ivories. I, 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 I just get all hot and bothered to smoke it. I think there's one conclusion we can come to. This podcast needs more singing. This, this podcast needs to hire Tom Young to sing more jingles. He should write us a jingle. I can do that. You should write us a jingle. He could He could do that. He's Tom Young. How the hell are you? How the hell Well, Tom, thank you for spending uh, your afternoon with us. You're welcome, Justin. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to um, getting a call back sometime. Yes. Nolan, any final things to say? No, but since Father Sean's not here, I'll say it for him. God bless all of y'all who listen to this podcast. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.